Illusion.org podcast coming your way. Episode 429 Q&A session. See me here. And the Rickster, Ricky V. Rock. How's it going, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right, guys. So today we have four great topics coming your way. The first one is preloading and kickstarting with EQ. Is there a point of this? Equipoise, bold and own. So this guy wants to run seven to 800 milligrams a week of equipoise. And then he wants to lower it down to 500. So on the pre-show, Rick was like, what's the point of doing that? So here, here's the science behind this. So if you were to do this, it's not going to make a difference. You're not really going to feel any difference because it takes equipoise several weeks to even reach peak levels in your body. So even if you run a higher dosage to start, you're going to get a little more into your system quicker, but it's still, those esters still have to kind of pick up as you're injecting along. So it's a matter of the number of injections you're doing. So example, if you inject Set, you know, 700 milligrams with two different injections the first week, and you do 700 milligrams with two injections the second week. So 350, then you do another 350, then another 350, then another 350. Okay. It's not going to make much of a difference versus if you did 250, 250, 250, 250. There's not really going to be, it's not going to do anything for you because it still takes that EQ about five, six, seven, even eight weeks to reach peak levels in the body because you're injecting twice a week over the course of the cycle. So it makes more sense instead of like preloading these injectable steroids that have these esters attached to them to kickstart it with an oral, do an oral steroid, some Anavar, Tebal, Dianabol, any of these orals, you can kickstart things and kind of get things going, even something like Anadrol if you want. That makes more sense if you're going to go down that route. Now, a lot of people say, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, when you, when you inject, it's in your system right away. And that is true. I'm not saying that's not true. But what I'm saying is these injectable steroids have esters, unless you're running a no ester injectable or suspension or something like that, which 99.9% do not do, then you've got esters attached to these, these hormones. And the reason the esters are attached to hormones is to slow release them into the system. So, you know, this, this idea of, you know, we used to have a guy on the forum back in the old EF forum. I remember he used to love doing this. He used to double the dose to start out. I don't know if you remember the guy. He was a real, you know, he's probably in prison now. He's one of those guys, you know, those crazy guys who just love to push the envelope and abuse the shit out of steroids. And he'd run like double or triple the amount of trend to start a cycle because he wanted it in the system within a week or two. He wanted to feel it, you know? So he's probably fucking, he's probably fucking selling it too. That's, that's where a lot of these big doses come from. There's a lot of dudes selling and obviously, some top level body bodybuilders really do 
three, four, five grams a week of hurt from um, a prep, uh, a guy who preps guys for shows. So definitely it's a, you know, if you can't, if you're telling a new Jack, someone who's not even a competitor, someone who's only got a, a couple of years worth of experience that it's all right to do two, three grams, then you know, you're, you're probably selling that shit. You know, when guys are competitors and they already have 40, 50, 60 pounds of muscle mass, they need to be on higher than TRT dose just to maintain and continue to make progress year after year for, for the judges. Those guys are definitely hitting, hitting it hard because they're competing and they're thinking, I'm, if I do less, the next man might be doing more and he's going to win. But just regular Joe Schmo on a forum to really tell him to two grams is all right, three grams is all right, that's fucking stupid. It's, it's, you're selling at that point if that's kind of what you're spousing. But at the end of the day, you know, the science just doesn't support doing this. It makes more sense just to run an oral. These orals are quick acting. Like, Dianable has a four-hour half-life. I mean, it'll peak in your system within, you know, 24 hours, 30 hours. It's peaking in your system if you take Dianable. But an injectable like EQ, it's peaking in your system after five, six weeks. So it really makes no sense just to hike up the, the dosage to start. It's just going to increase side effects in the end, especially if you're running something like testosterone that, that aromatizes, then you run like say 1500 milligrams of testosterone to start the first couple of weeks. I'm going to run a 1500 a week for the first couple of weeks and drop it down to 500 where you're getting a ton of it in your system and a ton of it's going to aromatize, but you're not really going to get any benefits it's just going to be any benefits you get are going to be side effects so i don't i don't see the point of doing that so next one is for you rick this guy is but you didn't even you didn't even let me answer the eq question damn you're off today bro you're right well I mean, i'm not all right because i'm uh you know we're doing this podcast pretty late because someone didn't show up on time it's 8 p.m. How fucking old are you? Are you like an old man and you're 60? 8 p.m. You got to be in bed? What the fuck is wrong? Dude, I'm sharp. I'm sharp. Listen, bro. If you if you I'm just sharp had, in the morning. I'm if sharp if 6, had, 7, 8 a.m. That's when I'm sharp. I'm not sharp at 8 p.m. No. A cup of coffee would have held you through. But you just you refuse. Anyway. um. So answer it then. Answer it. Real quickly with the EQ question. Listen, we we really stick to kind of a structurized, uh, kind of a real structured, uh, cycle protocol. You know, you start, maybe you kickstart, maybe you don't keep it under a gram. That's what I would say. 1500. If you're a pretty big guy, it's about as much, blah, blah, blah. But you really can do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, you could be on TRT all year round and then just throw in extra steroids for, for a few weeks out of the year. And that you could, you really could, could get very creative with it. Once you know the basics, you know, so we, we really focus on the basics on this show, you know, before, before Picasso could create abstract art, he knew, ba he knew the basics, you know, he could do a portrait of you looking like you before he got all crazy and made things look crazy. Right. So you need to learn the basics and, and yeah, I mean, we, we go over just, you know, structure this with that, but you could really do whatever the fuck you want as long as you, you take blood tests and as long as you do post psychotherapy properly so that you can get off this stuff eventually. And even if you don't, you're on TRT, you can kind of sort of do whatever you want. Um, the only thing I do disagree with is this. Equipoise. 
What's the point of taking 700, 1,000 milligrams, something stupid like that in one shot in one day? Now, I'm not against taking that much to preload. That's preloaded. Why not give it a shot? Might, might work. But, but, but taking it in one shot does not. If you take it today, half-life still applies. And then when the half-life time comes up, if you shot 700, you got 350. Then half-life comes up again, you got 175. And it drops that quickly. How about if you want to do that much to preload, how about you do 200 migs a day for five days straight? or 200 milligrams a day every other day. And then as the half-lives start hitting, you're, you're, not, you're not taking these huge drops. My, you know, my problem with doing these high amounts and then dropping it down is that you, you have a hard drop. You could, the first two weeks, just shoot 100, 200 migs a day and then drop it to your lower dose every in two shots every three days. And then you could do a weekly shot after that. And the, the idea and the way I envision it in my mind, when I think about my cycles is if I add up in a, in a chart, the levels of steroids in my body, depending on the shots, the ester, the orals I'm using, I don't want a bunch of little spikes. I can deal with a nice smooth or even tight, way up in my levels and then a very smooth come down in my levels but whenever you're going up and down up and down is when i found myself to have more side effects to have issues with estrogen side effects that then lead me to actually have to use anti-estrogens it, it leads me to different different problems days i can't sleep well days where i have night sweats you know just dumb shit ass kind of kind of problems with my with my side effects that when I try to keep a really smooth line, they don't they don't happen. So I really when I use like Nibido, which is testosterone decanoid by, by Bayer, when I use DECA even or even Equipoise, if I'm ever going to use more than four, six hundred a week, I just space it out over a couple of times a week, sometimes three times a week, just to keep the and in, in, in the week in that week you're still getting about the same amount. You're just spreading it out so that at each depot that you create in the muscle, it's releasing at a different rate. And you don't have the, the, the huge spike with a huge drop, especially doing that much at the start. So at the end of the day, you do whatever you want, man. As long as you are not abusing orals, as long as you're taking a blood test to see what's going on, as long as you're doing proper post-cycle therapy when you get off, if you do get off, you know, you might just be on TRT and, only reason you're, you're buying my product, HGGenerate, hggenerate.com, guys, is because you want to keep up your libido. You want your nuts to stay plump. You want to have good semen volume. You don't, maybe you're trying to have a child. So you're not doing full PCT because you're on TRT. You just kind of throw extra cycles on top of that to, to boost your progress. That's cool. Or you do long cycle, whatever you can. As long as you stay healthy, you could you could kind of play with these when you have experience. You play with them, whatever your body and you know your body will be able to tolerate. But every time we get on this podcast, obviously, we're going to talk about just structure cycles, you know, eight to 10 weeks, PCT, because majority of you guys really listening have only been doing a couple of cycles, two, three cycles. 
you know? So that's what we'll always put together. But yeah, yeah I mean, if you want to front load, like you could shit, you could do a hundred to 200 grams a day of equipoise for two weeks, then drop it down to maybe two weekly shots of 200 milligrams. And then you throw in your orals. So you've got this equipoise that's building up. And then you throw in your kickstart two weeks after starting the EQ. Like, this, like you could do shit like that. You know, once you get some more experience, you know what you're doing. You could you could do stuff like that. And it won't hurt you. And if you do it right, it'll probably be, be more beneficial. It'll probably be even better than just doing regular structure cycles. But I can't tell a newbie to take a, a shot every single day and then kick in two weeks later with an oral, get off the oral four weeks after he starts that and keep the, it's a little too complex, but those cycles do exist and people do do them. Just not, not the scope of what we do here. That's all I got, Steve. The next one we're going to talk about, this one's up your alley. I'm going to let you rant about this one. This guy's in a love triangle. He's married, but he's going through a divorce. He's got a girlfriend that he doesn't want his wife to know about. And he is also taking Tremblone. And he's saying that the girlfriend is threatening to go rat him out to the wife. And if the wife finds out, it can turn the divorce into a messy situation because there's kids involved, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, a lot of guys say, oh, you know, don't come on the forum with these types of questions. Well, you know, this is life. This is life. I mean, and when you're mixing something like Tremblone with these love triangles and the these mental issues and these stresses that you're dealing through, it can ruin a cycle and trend itself has messes with your mind. It messes us. It moves stuff around in your, in your head. It moves. It's very androgenic. It's very anabolic, but it also messes with things in your mind, like your dopamine levels and these other things that are switching in your, in your brain. So it's really not a good steroid to have to be taking when you're going through all this BS. So it seems like literally this is a life-changing situation for this guy. So Rick, give this guy some tips. Once you ran about it for a few minutes, uh, give some advice to this guy. Trembolone will do that. You know, high levels of androgen will do that to you. When your androgen levels are low, you feel like you need her a lot more. You're, you're a little bit more scared of the world outside than when your androgen levels are high and you feel like you can get whatever you want and there's a big world out there waiting for you. You have to be real with your reality and, and know yourself really, really well know yourself and know if it's just a tremble of talking or if, if you really kind of sort of got it like that. It's tough. You know, what do you, what do you want me to say, buddy? Like he's, he's got a, a girlfriend that's threatening to out him out to his wife. You know what I mean? Like, He's, I mean, that's, that's hard. If he plays it out, if he plays it right, you know, if he's a real, uh, if he's not, a, if he's not opposed to changing things up and fibbing a little bit, he could, he could make it look like the, like the girlfriend um, made him cheat. You know, it'll be him and his, it'll be his wife confronted his girlfriend for making him cheat. If he knows how to play it right. And maybe she's trying to blackmail him on something. Who knows? And he'll have to complain to the wife and be like, you know, this chick got in my pants. Let's go to counseling. And now she's trying to blackmail me if he wants to keep his wife. You know, it's a it's a hard situation. I mean, the first thing this guy should do is 
pull psychotherapy out, get off the fucking sauce, and really try to make me make some of these decisions while he's off the sauce. Why? Because there's a chance that throughout the rest of his life, he's going to be off of steroids more than on. He's got to be able to live with this decision. So if the trombone is making him feel like he's the motherfucking man and can do whatever, um, he's going to have to get off the train one day. Right? So you better kind of, unless you're like, unless you've decided you're going to be taking juice for the rest of your life, don't, don't make all of your long-term life decisions while on the sauce. It just won't, it won't, it won't be good. Because you'll be off the steroids at one point and you'll become a, a more sadder, more scared person off of the juice. So PCTR out. If you're definitely happy in your marriage and you want to keep your old lady, um, then, and you know the other one is going to come out, just go come, just put a good story together, come clean and be like, yo, this bitch made me cheat. I mean, what, you, what else are you going to do? If you really want to get divorced and you like the girlfriend, then, you know, do an amicable divorce with your old lady. Your girlfriend ain't worth shit because she um she threatened you that way. Um, a good female wouldn't even do anything to hurt you if she was mad at you. You know, a good female for you in your life is not the one that when everything's all right, she's got your back. And if she's ever mad at you, she'll rat you out to the cops or rat you out to whomever, or you know, telling you. That's no good. That's living with, it's like a friend. It's like a friend. Like you're buddies with someone, me and Steve are buddies, whatever. And then we have a bad time. We kind of get upset at each other. Most, we just stop talking to each other. But, it, but if then we go and start trying to mess with each other's lives, rapport on each other, that kind of stuff, getting each other's shit, that's, that's some bitch shit. And like that, a person like that is not worth anything because today might be just about your wife or whatever. And then, you know, later down the line might be about some drugs you're taking. It could be about some just, just dumb shit, whatever the fuck you're doing that. She could be just doing it to test him to see if he's really loves her and really wants to leave his wife. Well, the problem with that is, is that she doesn't, have the understanding the you don't test people that way you don't go that far you know you like you once you threaten someone that way you can't take it back you know it's of course it's a test it's a test but it's also a threat that she might one day actually follow through on there's certain things that are untouchable like Steve, I might get pissed at you and I'd be like, fuck you, Steve. I'm not talking to you ever again. But I'll never say no dumb shit like, fuck you, Steve. And I know you take steroids and I'm going you know, to get on you about this or that. Like, this is different. You just cross a different fucking line. You know what I mean? It's just like, and I wouldn't be testing you, Steve, to see if you real do by threatening you with something to do that I might know about you with you, you know, men men are different than women though because oh, if a man if oh, a woman shit. don't say that we'll get canceled don't fucking say that we'll get canceled all right guys so next one we're gonna do is testosterone esters and how it can help a cycle so let's talk about um this idea that you can take 
sipinate for five weeks and you can switch it to enanthate. You can switch it to propionate and it's going to somehow, you know, change, you know, that feeling you get. Cause a lot of guys complain they're five weeks into cycle, 10 weeks into cycle. And then they kind of, their shit like dies off their esters die off and then they want to use something else to kind of get things going again, to power things going again. So I, you know, it's one of these things that, um, this is a really common thing and um, that we see out there where people actually believe this. And it has more to do, I think, with our bodies just adjusting. It's, it has to do with homeostasis. It has to do with different things that go on in our body. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to just, it, it's kind of like even a relationship. We kind of talked about our last topic. You're in a relationship, things are firing, like you're so excited to see the person then over time, it just starts getting stale. Things start getting stale. You get tired of the person and you start just not wanting, you know, you're not so excited to see the person anymore. And it kind of stales as the same thing, the way we think, because if we were like that, the way it is in the first month of a relationship, we were like that for years, you know, through a 20 year marriage, if you stayed at that level, you would drive, you would go crazy. And it's the same thing with this. Like if you were going to just gain 10, 15 pounds every five weeks on a cycle, you could just run steroids for 20 weeks and you could gain hundred pounds or something ridiculous like that. And then you'd run your next cycle and gain another hundred pounds and another hundred pounds, but it doesn't work like that. You know, like Rick and I have been using steroids off and on for years. I mean, 20, 30, 35 years combined, we've been using steroids, probably 40 years even, because Rick started young. And it's not like we weigh 600 pounds of muscle today. So you have to just understand the body is going to adjust. You're not going to just stay like an like aggressive and like an animal throughout your whole cycle. So it's normal. It's normal for things to come back down to earth. You don't have to keep switching stuff in the middle of your cycle. And the confusion as well, before I bring you right for your thoughts, but the confusion is because people look at what pro bodybuilders do, people who compete. And people who compete, they keep a flexible steroid cycle. They're flexible. They'll run a lot of short esters. They'll switch things around because they're trying to get a certain look. So they'll drop testosterone. They'll run a short ester testosterone. Then they'll drop it for the past last four weeks. They'll drop it. No testosterone. They'll switch to Winstrol because they want to get dry. They'll switch to Masteron because they want to get hard. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, at the end of the day, that's what these guys do. These guys want to move things around and be flexible with it, what they're taking because they want to achieve a look on a certain day. That day where they go on stage in front of a judge in, a, in their underwear is the peak, is the peak for them. But for 99.9% .9 of us, we're not going to go on stage in our underwear in front of people to be judged. We're just trying to look good year round. We're trying to run these PEDs to get an edge over our peers in the gym. So at the end of the day, that's, that's what you need to do. 
you need to have that perspective. You need to have that perspective of, I'm not going to just gain forever. That's not really the way this works. You're not going to gain in a linear fashion. If you were to just get stronger in the gym every week, just add more weight to your bench press, you would, you would blow out your shoulder before you ever get to where you want to go because you cannot just keep improving in a linear fashion. Our bodies are not made of steel and iron. Our bodies are very fragile. We're made of flesh. So things break and your body will punish you. I don't care if you're a runner, you're trying to set a new PR, you're a power lifter, you're a bodybuilder, you're trying to get this much muscle, you're trying to lose this much fat, the body will always fight against you. So that's, that's very, very important to remember. What are your thoughts on this, Rick? I mean, like I said in, with the equipoise question, you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, testosterone is a little bit more touchy. It's a shorter ester, and it aromatizes and can cause serious side effects. Equipoise is a little bit easier to deal with that long ester and the fact that doesn't cause the same estrogen problems that testosterone does. What's the point of switching esters? Eh, there's a couple of reasons. Some guys might maybe do prop and sip or nat they the first couple of weeks to just kind of kickstart with that prop then phase the prop out, use the nat they tipinate ongoing. And then some guys might switch over to prop at the very end just so that that when they cut the, the testosterone out, they can start PCT right away and the esters out of their body pretty quickly. There's a, like I said, you get real creative once you know these compounds and you know what you're doing. But switching esters, is there a real reason to do it now? Not really. Unless you really know what the fuck you're doing. Like you're dealing with blood tests, if you're dealing with a contest prep, if you're, you really know what you're doing, then you know you can switch them around as long as you don't mess up the amounts you're taking and don't get yourself into estrogen side effect issues or dehydrotestosterone side effects issues. You do whatever you want. As long as you know what you're doing, you do it properly. But is there a real legitimate reason? Oh, man, just shoot an athlete once a week. And, you know, with your other stuff, it's cheap, it's easy to go, and you're, you're fine. You're good. That's it. If you're going to do prop, prop every other day. Every day, even some guys do it if you're doing a lot. Maybe not worth doing 50 megs of prop per day. You're going to probably waste a good bit in the needle after a month of fresh needles every day. But 100 megs of prop EOD, why not? I mean, that's decent. So uh, just do it however, man. Just do however you want as long as you taking blood tests, as long as you're taking N2Guard, HC Generate, post-psychotherapy properly. Uh, get creative. Last one we're talking about is stacking primobolin. Um, so I don't really like primobolin as a steroid. I've never, you know, I've ran it a couple of times. I am not impressed by it. I think it's just a shitty steroid. It's one of the most overrated steroids out there. I think a lot of people just love it because Arnold ran it in the seventies, which he did. They loved primobolin back in those days, but 
I don't think pro bodybuilders today run it. Um, they run steroids that are more androgenic. That's one of the reasons I don't like primobolin. It's it's just there's no androgens behind it. It's and I react much better to androgens when I'm running a steroid cycle. So if you were to run primobolin, I guess you could just run it by itself for 12 weeks and you get you know that look or whatever. But me personally, I've run it with testosterone and it's just I don't like what it does to me at all. I don't like it's missing that androgenic kick. And I just believe in androgens. We're not like these pussy conservatives, right, Rick, that, that, you know, we want to basically, you know, we want to fight, you know, we want to fight. We don't be androgenic. So I don't like these conservative steroids, right? I don't like conservative, these conservative steroids. So primobolin to me, it's just too weak. So I like to run, if I'm going to run Primobolin, okay, let's say I get Primobolin for free and I'm going to run it for 12 weeks. I'm going to throw in some trend. I'm going to throw in some Anadrol. I'm going to throw in some, testosterone isn't even strong enough to go with, with Primobolin. It doesn't even, to me, it doesn't even make sense to run testosterone with Primobolin. It's just too weak of a cycle. You've got to throw in something like trend or Anadrol, something strong, something really androgenic that can really kick, give you a nice kick to the cycle. So at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm just not a fan of it. I don't know, Rick, if you've run Primavolin, what kind of results you got. But for me, it was just like, okay, after 12 weeks, okay, I look, I look a little more cut. I look, I look leaner. I mean, that, that's about it. But when I was on the cycle, I didn't get strength. I didn't really get any strength results from it. So to me, it's just a weak steroid. So I really believe, at least with me personally, I really believe you've got to throw in an androgen with it. You got to really throw in a, an androgen with it. And if you throw in like a thousand milligrams of testosterone to get that androgens with it, then you're going to get side effects. So it kind of defeats the purpose. So I don't know. I mean, what, did you get results with Primobolin? I know some guys really love this shit. There is not another steroid that helps you retain solid muscle mass on a long caloric deficit like Primo Bone. There just isn't anything out there that does that. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a big cutting guy. You know, I keep my six pack year round. I, I hover between 12 to 8 percent body fat, depending on the time of year. If I fall off a little bit, I'll go as bad as 14, 15 percent body fat. If I want to, you know, if I'm doing a little something special, I'll get down to six, seven. I like, I like staying lean and not like, not like a six pack, like with a little skinny fucking, you know, <laughs> skinny. Nah, I, I got big arms, big shoulders, big back. And I, and I keep my six pack and I, I primo bowling, primo motherfucking bowling. And I got to use sharing primo from back in the day before there was even any, Primo Bowling made for underground. I mean, veterinarian labs weren't even making Primo Bowling. I use Primo Bowling when you got the amps from sharing Germany, had the little paper on the outside, the little yellow and red uh, rings on the head of the ampule. I, I use the real stuff and I've used some underground shit too, but um, nothing. I mean, not like, I mean, if you shoot four or 500 mix of Primo a week, you get on a really crazy caloric deficit. Make sure you're still strength training. You know, taking sets to failure, 
And man, are you going to just, your skin just gets thinner and thinner every day. And it, it just, the muscles just aren't, aren't affected. That's been the biggest thing that I've liked about Primo. It's great for like building a lot of mass. Uh, not really. Is it going to get you leaner on its own? No. You got to diet. You got to be in a caloric fucking deficit. You got to really grind that shit out in order to get leaner. If you if you took the same amount of, say, Anavar, and took the same amount of Primo Bolin, same guy, same genetics, did the same kind of training, same caloric deficit, the guy with the Primo might actually gain a little bit of muscle mass and get leaner on it than the guy on the Anavar. Now, obviously, going up to a show, there's other things involved. There's diuretics. There is carb loading, insulin, all kinds of other shit involved that really change the look. But if you got to do just one or two compounds, like just, just like a rec user, Primo Bowling definitely will shine in the caloric deficit. Now, if you're not really cutting hard, you're not really grinding on a hard cut, might might be negligible. You know, unless you just got money like that and you want like really safe gains where you're maybe gaining two, three times as much in a year, right? That you would gain naturally by running a couple of primo bowling cycles and you're able to do over five to a thousand milligrams of primo week. You got, you got, you have money like that. You have a good connection for real legit stuff. It's a nice, clean, very pre side effect free cycle, uh, pretty uh, solid gains that could be kept for a very long time. You know what I mean? So cutting. You guys want to you wanna see the power of Primo? Get yourself some good, legitimate Primo bowling. Run it five, six, seven hundred a week. And go on a true caloric deficit. GW, stack, what stacks well with Primo? GW stacks well with Primo for cutting. Osterin stacks incredible with Primo for cutting. Anavar, you could do Anavar and Primo. 500 Primo a week, 50 megs of Anavar a day. Go on a caloric deficit on that and still take sets to failure in the gym. See how you look after about just a month or two. Real caloric deficit, though. No, no pussy shit. Like, really? Cut it down. You're going to see some serious, serious results. Going back to question one on EQ, uh, you could preload that Primo. So you don't start cutting calories down until uh, a week after you start the Primo balling. So you could shoot Primo, 500 mix this week. Next week, when you take your next shot, that's when you really start to cut down calories. And then you start your Anavar, 50 milligrams per day right there. You just preloaded the Primo just a little, like a little seven days earlier before you cut calories to just minimize any kind of muscle loss at all. See, you get creative with it once you know all your stuff and you listen to all of our podcasts. But I don't know, man. I like Primo. It's, it's a great, great steroid for cutting, like if you're cutting. You know, if you're cutting or if you're just rich guy and, and you want to, you know, gain some size with like the most expensive steroid, I mean, you could do that. But for, for bulking, there's plenty of other better stuff. For strength gains, there's plenty of better other stuff. Uh, for cutting, Primo is like the king. If you get legitimate Primo and you can take enough of it, in my opinion, it's like the best, man. Well, GW, obviously, as well. Anavar with on top of Primo. Looking good there. All right, guys. So that sums it up. Four great topics. We hope you enjoyed them. Episode 429. We'll have more episodes coming up. Talk to you guys next week.
Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.